ओम अज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकया कृष्णा He has explained very beautifully that how you need to gradually progress, and step by step you need to take uh, yoga steps and then gradually advance in your Krishna consciousness. So today, let's begin with verse number twenty-six. So let me check if there is anyone live who can also repeat after. Okay, looks like. Some is slightly low. Hmm. Just give me a minute. So, यतो यतो निश्चलती 
दो मिनट रुक सकते हैं रुक सकते हैं दो मिनट रुक सकते हैं इवन दे आर सेइंग दैट टू मिनट टू वेट अंटिल द नूडल्स आर गेटिंग कुक्ड सो इवन टू मिनट्स यू हैव टू वेट फॉर नूडल्स यू कैन नॉट सिंपली से दैट ओ आई एम गोइंग टू कंट्रोल माय माइंड ओवरनाइट इट्स नॉट गोइंग टू हैपन यू नीड टू हैव लॉट ऑफ पेशेंस शनेर शनेर दैट इज हाउ इट इज सो व्हाट वी आर गोइंग टू डू नाउ इज वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड वी आर इन द प्रोसेस ऑफ एक्चुअली attaining the fruits of our spiritual life but that will happen only when we have proper execution of yoga process and then have lot of patience then the fruits will come no doubt without a doubt the fruits will come krishna is so wonderful that he wants to give more always he wants to flood us with so much of love so much of bliss so many results but we have to become ready to accept that all the bliss and the fruits that he wants to give us we are not ready actually so how can we become ready now so in this verse krishna is saying that there is a process we need to follow that process what is that process now let us understand you see what krishna is saying here yato yato nischalati manaschanchalam astiram tatastato niyam eta niyam eta सेंसेस from the sense objects will help in control the mind how is the mind getting control this is a very very important secret what is that if you want to control the mind first thing is you stop feeding the senses the senses are demanding you stop feeding the senses when you stop feeding these five senses inappropriately you don't want to feed anything into it then automatically the mind is getting controlled very first that's what pratyahara means what is a pratyahara it's a fifth stage in ashtanga yoga ashtanga yoga means eight stages yam niyam asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi so fifth stage is pratyahara where you need to control all the senses and that will in turn control the mind so first step this is how to, we need to understand this is a very very important aspect that is why a person who controls the senses he is called a goswami go means senses and one who controls the senses is called goswami but most people in the world are not goswami but they are godasa they are the servants of their own senses the senses are demanding this and that and we become servant we like like a faithful servant we are serving all the senses and we are still not satisfied we are not happy why we are not happy because these senses cannot be good masters the senses are not good masters please understand we have only one good master if you want to serve anyone we have one good master and that is rishikesha rishika means senses rishikesha means krishna so if you are actually serving the master of the senses then we will be happy we are serving the senses but there is a master of the senses that is rishikesha so why to serve the subordinates you directly serve the master rishikesha then we will be very very happy 
that's how we need to tame the mind not feeding the senses just like the mahuts you know when they capture the elephants in the jungle the elephants how do they capture they are quite wild elephants are huge not easy to capture but the elephants they have a very weak point what is the weakness because they have that constant itching sensation in their body they go along the bushes or the trees and they go and scratch them to they rub their body and they try to satisfy that itching sensation that's the weakness of an elephant so this mahout will observe this oh this is the weakness so what he does is he captures somehow and he has a very rough brush with him and he constantly rubs the skin of this elephant and the elephant is having that pleasant experience oh this person is helping me so what's happening now he is building the bond with that mahout and the elephant are elephant and the mahout are becoming close that is why when the mahout is sitting on the elephant he has a very small ankush that is enough to control he will say okay put that garland on that person it will put the garland raise your trunk raise bless that person it will bless all these different things it is able to do why because he knows the elephant knows that oh he will help me in my itching sensation he will control that is how it is so gradually our mind can be controlled like this we need to have the ankush we need to have the control you should now understand whether the mind is controlling you or you are controlling the mind who is the master the mind is your master or you are the master of the mind most of the time mind is the master of all of us it is controlling all of us you know it's dictating constantly it is dictating and we fall prey to the dictation and we are unhappy but moment we control the mind you see how happy we will become we will become very very happy that's one very important thing that we should know but you see many times it also comes into our thing that why we are so much struggling we are constantly struggling day in and out but we are not happy we all want to be happy that's a common denominator between all of us what is that whether you are an american or african or you are rich or poor your disease not disease young old the common denominator whether you are an animal or human being bird or a fish the common denominator is we all want to be happy truly and in order to be happy in this material world although we cannot become happy here all the time but even in this material world if you want to be happy it is designed in such a way that we are all interdependent all the living entities are interdependent only when you fulfill and satisfy the condition of being interdependent that is when we will be happy you see that's why in the nature most of the animals and plants everybody is very happy why they are constantly giving just for example a flower you take a flower it is so fragrant it gives fragrance to everyone who comes around it but it itself will not actually get the benefit of its fragrance see it doesn't take any of it it gives the fragrance to everyone what about the trees the trees are producing so many fruits but not one fruit they take it for themselves they give it to others take everyone come and you take it enjoy see the shade 
you know it gives a shade but are the trees getting the shade themselves no they give shade to everyone they give shelter to the birds and everything they create nest there it gives shelter but the tree itself is shelterless it doesn't take anything you see the river constantly it is flowing for whose sake wherever it goes it gives water it uh, nourishes the agricultural fields isn't it and it is ultimately helping us the rivers are flowing for our benefit not for themselves they have nothing in it you see the clouds they rain not that cloud will say okay this drop is for me this drop is for you no unconditionally they are giving and just by giving and giving constantly everything is systematic and they are happy but on the other hand contrary we are constantly in the receiving mode we are not givers we are takers human beings are only taking from nature we are constantly taking and in spite of taking everything from the nature we are unhappy and those who are givers they are happy this is another secret we should know givers are always happy and takers will always be unhappy if you are constantly taking taking and not giving out anything you will become unhealthy and you will not be happy for example somebody will lot of ego he will say that okay now i am going to inhale oxygen i will breathe in but i will not exhale it's all for me i will only take oxygen but i will not give out anything imagine what will happen to that person i will inhale but i will not exhale you know i will eat only food but i will not excrete what will happen to that person you know such foolish people will be there no the system is designed in that way you have to take in and you have to give out if you say that i am not going to give out and i'll store everything within myself then you will be unhealthy you will be unhappy isn't it so nature is designed like that you cannot be only taker you have to give back isn't it this is the difficulty people these simple things we don't understand these are very simple things we are taking so much exploiting nature left and right but still we are not happy we are constantly in agony and so many problems are coming one way or the other way there are so many things we all have to repay we have to repay for all the things that we are getting in one way or the other that's why yagna that is why krishna has explained in the third chapter that don't be just a taker you cannot give back to the nature it's impossible it's very difficult what have we given back from our birth till date what is that we have given back to the nature it is difficult you know we have to think and contemplate oh maybe i have given something it's very difficult we have not given much we may have given sometimes but not much not proportionately that's why krishna is telling in the third chapter you perform yagna so by performing yagna you are giving back to the nature you are giving back to god although he doesn't want anything but still you are giving back that giving nature that giving tendency is there especially in india you know we have this culture of giving anybody who is in this mode of giving whose hand is always like this in the giving mode he will be happy if you are having this kind of an attitude always taking your hand is like this always in the receiving mode you will not be happy you should always be like this in the giving mode that is why in india 
Although the whole world thinks that there is nothing called as free lunch, but in India, there is a free lunch. If you go, all these different temples, especially the South Indian temples I have seen, food is given unlimitedly. Come and eat. No concept of hotel was there, restaurant and all these things were not there in Vedic times. If you are hungry, you go to the temple, you get food. That is how it was. But today it's not like that. Because we are in the giving more. Lord has given enough for everyone. But today everything is business. I want to take. Everything is a transaction. And in transactions there cannot be happiness. In transactions, when we have these kind of transactions, there cannot be happiness. Unconditionally you should give. Always. And very interesting culture. You know, we very naturally follow it. No matter which part of the world you are. But this culture is there. What is that culture? Especially now Deepavali is coming. Now in Deepavali time what happens? You know, you have made some sweets and you will take some sweets and one box full of sweets you will go and give it to your neighbors. If your neighbor is an Indian, I am sure they will not return the box empty. They will give your box filled with something else. Maybe they will give another box. Okay, you take another sweet from our side and they will give it full. It's always that you have given me this much, I will give you more. This is our culture. We always are in the mode of giving more. That is how the whole human society rises up. Even in the terms of consciousness, in terms of knowledge. Okay, our generation has taken up so much of knowledge from the Rishi Munis. Now, to my next generation, I will give more. Knowledge what I have acquired, I will enhance it and I will give more back to the society. So knowledge levels can also be increased. Not that I will only consume knowledge. We should not be just consumers. We should also be givers and producers. We should give back. That will make us happy. So many things are there. When we don't, uh, we, when we get stuck like this with simple things, within our heart because of that greed we become unhappy right so krishna is saying here we can always be happy when both things are in proper proportion and give and take policy should be maintained in this nature you will be very very happy now you see when there is a uh, gold and there is uh, a diamond now both when they are combined together they form a very beautiful, a very beautiful jewelry, isn't it? A very beautiful jewelry is formed when both are combined. But if the gold is impure, it is just the gold ore and you put a diamond, it is not going to look nice. So gold is like the mind and the diamond is like the soul. Now, if the soul has to hold or the gold has to hold this diamond nicely then the gold needs to be purified when the gold is purified properly then the gold will be able to hold the diamond nicely so when our mind is purified it will be able to hold in its consciousness the soul properly the self properly we need to purify this impure mind then you will be able to form a very very beautiful jewel what is a jewel having the darshan of the Paramatma so when your mind is purified 
and in that purified mind you are completely situated in the self the diamond is situated in the purified mind you will be able to see the parmatma within yourself that is how impure gold just like impure gold cannot hold the diamond impure mind cannot hold the self and the parmatma you will not be able to have an experience of the parmatma how important it is extremely important and in this process there will be difficulties dear devotees please understand in any process in the path of success in this journey of spiritual life there will be lot of obstacles there will be lot of challenges and especially in this path that we are treading there will be four stages that we all will go through what are the four stages the first stage is hopeless defeat second stage is struggle and defeat third stage is struggle and victory and the fourth stage is effortless victory to give you an example a person is overweight and he wants to get rid of his obesity and today he takes a resolution that i will reduce my weight and tomorrow he will go to a party and there is a big feast there so many delicious items are kept moment he sees all those delicious items the feast there is a temptation and because he is not very resolute what will happen is he will fall for the temptation and he will indulge in eating more he will overeat again because the resolution is not there so this is stage number 1 it is hopeless defeat he didn't even struggle moment he saw the gulab jamuns and all the rasgullas he just got tempted and indulged himself in overeating all of them so this is stage 1 but gradually when he goes and exercises a little bit and he understands the importance of good health and then is practicing regularly jogging and walking and exercise and then when he goes to a party and there is lot of wonderful feast and there are many great wonderful delicious items now what happens is there is a temptation again and there is a struggle that is going on in the mind should i eat or should i not eat you know this is a phase of struggle earlier it was hopeless he just indulged but now there is a struggle oh i think it's not good for me i think it is again i'll gain my weight but still because the temptation is strong he is not very strong enough to hold on to that temptation he will indulge but this time there was a struggle so this is struggle and defeat second stage but then he is now again exercising regularly he is going out for workouts and gym and everything properly and he has read a lot of books on health and uh, ill effects of obesity now he understands oh it's not good for my health it's not good for my productivity then next time when he goes to the party and there are so many wonderful items there is a feast there is a temptation again there is a struggle again he will be thinking oh should i eat or should not then because he has acquired a lot of knowledge this time there is struggle but there is victory over the temptation he will say no i will not eat it because ultimately i will increase my weight and that's not good for me i'm going to reject it you see he will reject it and then with lot of constant effort when finally he has reduced his weight and he's become completely slim and lean fit and fine 
he has had that experience of being lean and feeling that lightness and when he goes to the party again this time when he sees all the peace it will be an effortless victory for him he will just eat the raw food and come back you see this is what will happen to him so these are the four stages that we all will undergo even in our spiritual life initially there will be hopeless defeat oh i am not going to eat meat i am not going to uh, drink alcohol and all these four regulative principles i am not going to i am not going to but moment the temptation is there will tuck se will fall for it it's hopeless defeat for us but then you are attending bhagavad gita session you are learning from the bhagavad gita you are listening to it constantly you are chanting then you know that it is wrong then gradually you will think no 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 i should not i should not but the temptation is strong enough so it is struggle but you will get defeated you are all on the path of becoming a yogi a bhakti yogi and this will be the phase and this phase is very very troublesome <laughs> it's so difficult my god it's like oh prabhu ji it's so difficult you know you are telling me not to and here you know i'm struggling my senses are pulling me in this direction and that direction it's a very tough phase and krishna understand the spiritual master understand and they have empathy towards us they understand our weaknesses but just because it's a weakness should we let it go should we again fall back okay it's better that we give it give back give up all this whole spiritual life and get back to normal no it's not normal when you want to change change will cause resistance within us every change there will be resistance so you have to go through go through this struggling phase and then gradually there will be struggle and victory you know that importance there will be victory gradually and once you become perfect self realized no matter what temptations come in front of you you will be least bothered about it you will be very strong like haridas thakur haridas thakur is an amacharya and the local uh, policemen they all wanted to defame him and they sent a prostitute to go and uh, you know seduce haridas thakur but haridas thakur in 3 days he made that prostitute into a great devotee he was least bothered he was not tempted at all why because self realized it is effortless victory for him no matter what temptations he will easily overcome why because they self realize that stage we all can actually achieve but by practice have <laughs> patience shanair shanair step by step step by step but one great thing that we all can do is to be in the association of devotees when we are in the association of devotees that will help us to progress very quickly very very quickly so this is how we need to understand that this uh, whole spiritual life uh, we will go through a lot of struggle and pain but at the end it is really worth it just imagine yourself you are in the death bed and you are remembering krishna that is the greatest success we have to die everyone has to die but the success of a devotee is at the point of death he is able to remember krishna in spite of all the external pain and internal pain that mental agony he is able to chant the holy name that is the success Ajamila he was at the deathbed Yamadutha was about to take him to Yamaloka and he is chanting Narayana Narayana and then Vishnudutha immediately come 
and they say you cannot take Yamadutas, you have to go back now. He is under our jurisdiction, you cannot touch him. Just see the power of the holy name. That is the success. All that we do in this lifetime, good, bad, ugly things will not count. What will count is the final thing at the point of death. Are we remembering Krishna? Are we chanting his holy name? If you are able to do that at the point of death, that is the ultimate success. That is the escape. That's the escape button from this material maze. We will completely end our material existence and we will be with Krishna. That is the ultimate success. So, but to chant that holy name at the point of death is not easy. It's not easy. We have to practice now. And what we get at the point of death is the resultant thought. What do I mean by resultant thought? Resultant thought is all the thoughts put together. What have you been thinking all your life? The resultant thought will come at the point of death. It's not that, oh, I will do all nonsense and at the point of death I'll remember Krishna. No, it's not going to happen. What will come at the point of death is the resultant thought. If you practice now remembering Krishna, chanting the holy name, then the resultant thought will come at the point of death. So that is what we have to do now. Right? So this is an amazing thing. It's a beautiful process. And I think we all can become successful in this very lifetime. Just stick on to it. Just stick to this process. Just don't give up. Don't get lethargic. In spiritual life, always be active. Because that's your nature. As a soul, you are always very, very active. You are not inactive at all. You are not lazy at all. We all are very, very active by nature. So let's strive and let's make it possible very li this lifetime and we will be successful. Okay. So let's go to the next verse. And uh, that is uh, verse number 27. So we have uh, Achutanji also joined on... Uh, YouTube, so I will ask Toshik again to chant the shloka. Okay, so let's chant this shloka. Number 27. So, another interesting shloka. So, Toshik, you can unmute yourself and let's chant this. Prashantamanasam hienam. Yoginam Sukamuttamam Upaiti Shantarajasam Rambabhutam Akalmasham Once again, Prashantamanasam Yenam Yoginam Sukamuttamam Upaiti Shantarajasam Brahma Bhutam Makalmasham Wonderful. Please read the translation. All 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, here Krishna is saying, Prashantamanasam Yenam. If you are able to control your mind nicely, if the mind is wandering here and there, but you are bringing it back to the original position, then what will be the result of that? The result is that, Prashantamanasam you will become very peaceful, prashanta, your mind will become very prashanta. Yoginam sukamuttamam. Then you will be able to experience greater joy. Why? Because upaiti shantarajasam brahmabhutam akalmasam. So let's understand this. See, so nice. Krishna is saying here, that Prashantamanasam, you will become peaceful, that's number one. But not just that, he is also saying that you are able to completely avoid the distraction caused because of Rajasam, Rajasik mode, Rajoguna. What is the nature of Rajoguna? Rajoguna will give rise to Kama and Krodha. The result of having a lot of passion, Rajoguna is Kama and Krodha. Kama and Krodha. Never will make us happy. Please understand. As long as there is a tinge of this karma and krodha, we cannot be happy. You cannot be prashantamanasam. Prashantamanasam is possible when you completely become freed from rajoguna. You are completely in sattva guna. And more so ever, not just sattva guna, you are in the shuddha sattva state. Dhamma bhuta state it is called. That is what Krishna is saying here. Dhamma bhuta akalmasam. Brahma Bhuta stage means it's a stage where you are completely in trance. You are having that spiritual bliss and happiness. Why? Because your mind is completely prashanta. You are totally peaceful, having no agitation about your work or your family or your uh, regular health issues or anything. Your mind is prashanta. You have attained that state of Prashanta, Manasam. That is when you will be able to attain Brahma Bhuta stage. And Brahma Bhuta stage, we may get glimpses of Brahma Bhuta stage in our journey of Krishna consciousness. Many times when we are practicing Krishna consciousness, there will be some moments of blissful experiences. There will be some moments of that connect with Krishna. And those things are very valuable to us. As devotees, we should relish those moments. We should hanker for those moments when Krishna is reciprocating with us. So that Brahma Bhuta stage. Those are all experiences of Brahma Bhuta stage. For moments, you know, when you are in when you are in Kirtan, I personally get very nicely connected with the Lord in Kirtans. When uh, we are singing the glories and we are chanting the holy name, somehow that Kirtan makes us so blissful. You feel that connect. At least I feel that connect when I'm in Kirtan. Maybe some people have that connect while eating prasadam. Maybe some of them get that connect while they are doing aarti for the Lord. Right? So, each one of us may have a certain inclinations and a certain way of getting connected and Krishna consciousness can accommodate all your different desires. And for me personally, Kirtan is something that I get easily connected with the Lord. I really relish being in the Kirtans and singing the glories of the Lord. It is so wonderful to chant the holy name. 
you know we can just go on and on chanting so beautifully just by uttering those names and the bhajans and kirtans it is so wonderful it is so blissful so you should all identify your way of connecting with krishna and that is so nice then you will experience more joy you can identify that wonderful thing and you can experience that joy right so all these things are very important and we all have to raise to that brahma bhuta stage so there are many more things to discuss but we will cover that in the next session today uh, i have uh, another meeting so that's why i had to uh, start the session little early so and i'm still in visakhapatnam i will be here for another 2 3 weeks and uh, we are going to meet some people and lot of preaching and many other things are happening so uh so very nice so we can be a part of this wonderful movement krishna conscious movement and this is kartik month we have already been sending some messages so every day uh, in the evening you can please uh, chant the ramodrashtakam uh, the audio and ramodrashtakam is available in the youtube also uh, you can play and you can nicely offer a ghee lamb to lord damodara uh, you know lord damodara we had discussed the past time that how madureshwara is binding krishna with the rope <laughs> you know the whole universe is in the belly of krishna and madureshwara is trying to bind the universe you know can it can it be possible just by taking some ropes you can bind the universe it's not possible but krishna made it possible because all the universes are there in his belly and like a little boy he gets tied it's a very very beautiful song so beautiful song that damodarashtakam you should sing it and offer ghee lamps every day i hope you are already doing it and uh, like vinod ji is uh, and his family hina mata ji they they're all in the govardhan eco village so they can offer nice diyas to the lordships there and uh, everyone at home achutan ji kaushik uma kumar you can also please try to chant this sing this beautiful damodarashtakam and you can offer ghee lamp every day it's very simple that will be so nice if you can do because just by offering ghee lamp to damodara in this month of kartik all our impurities all our anarthas will get burned all our bad karma will get burned so it's very very auspicious so please offer a ghee lamp in this month of kartik so all right if you have any questions you can please feel free to ask questions maybe we can take one or two questions then we can end this so yes anybody any questions so i request all of you to please uh, read bhagavad gita regularly at least a page or two and uh, every day that will make uh, you strong intellectually and uh, once your intelligence is strong mind will automatically be in control okay so very nice uh, uh, again uh, we will meet next sunday and koshik you can uh, i wanted to discuss something maybe this week i'll call you and uh, we'll discuss uh, something important i wanted some inputs so i'll call you sometime this week okay all right so take care all of you and uh, happy dipav dipavali i wish you a very happy dipavali please take care and enjoy yourself we'll see you soon again next sunday hare krishna